0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Let's bring him in now. Hall of Famer, Willie Rove. Willie, how are you? Good. How's it going? Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for joining us. So let me ask you this. Thank you for having me. No problem. Let me ask you this. Looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, and this is a team, you know, obviously 11-3, and 3, but coming off a very tough loss to the San Diego, not the San Diego Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. And so I look at this football team and I see a prolific offense, but I see a questionable defense. Will that defense in your mind hold this football team back come playoff time?
1: Well, I i, I think it's very important for them to get home field throughout the playoffs. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens down the stretch and if, if they can uh, – Get home field back uh, throughout the playoffs. That's going to be very important for them to be able to do it. So, you know, uh, I think the defense is playing better. They just got uh, Eric Berry back, who I think you know he's just going to going to have to get his feet wet. I do think some of those young kids are playing a little better. Um, uh, Fifty-five, the defensive Houston, Houston playing okay. Uh, Drew, the other defensive end. Uh, it's having a good year this year, finally. So it, it's going to be tough. Uh, but uh, the, the secondary has got to play better. And, and, and some of those calls were iffy. You know, they could have called that one on schedule. They could have
2: called that either way, I thought. Right. And I also thought that call in the end zone was a little iffy as well on that last drive. Mm-hmm. I thought that was iffy. That I think that, that was a no call in that situation.
1: And I was at that game, so, you know, that was uh, Tony Gonzalez winning the Ring of Honor. So that was a good night for him, but uh, it would have been better if uh, we got the win.
2: So, do you have concerns, hypothetically speaking, this team doesn't get home field advantage, but ultimately, if they win the next two, they get home field advantage. But if they don't, are you concerned about their ability to get to the Super Bowl and and beat a team like a patriot. well, not the Patriots at this point, who have slipped, but any of the elite teams in the AFC on the road? I I would have had more confidence
1: with Hunt back there. I think the loss of Hunt is going to be more, going to hurt them more more than it's shown. I mean, Hunt could get out the backfield, and he took the pressure off them because he could run and catch it out the backfield. And he was so versatile, and, and he really helped spread that offense open for those other guys. So I think not having Hunt back there is going to hurt them moving forward. And now can they get past that? We'll see. I don't know how far they can go now that Hunt's gone. I think that was that. I mean, he's a pro-bowl, all-pro type of running back. So when you lose – I don't care. When you lose somebody like that, it's
2: going to hurt. And that's a very difficult situation. I mean, the the Chiefs on some level – had to react in the way they did, but it's a tough situation because he brought a lot to the table and brought a lot to that offense. So we look at this football team, 11-3. and three. Again, offense prolific, defense a little iffy. But I look at this football team and I, and I look at their coach, Andy Reid, and, and, and I have to ask this question to you. Looking at Andy Reid, looking at his track record, he, he's gotten close a lot but in big moments and big spots, he has come up short. Are you, do you have any concerns about Andy Reid come playoff time?
1: I wouldn't say I have, I have concerns. I know, I know, you know that he, that's been a question for him uh, over time, but I wouldn't say I have those concerns right now. I, I just, you know, it's just the situation the team's in right now, losing, losing Hunt this late in the season. Uh, is putting, putting them in a real tough bind. So I'm not going to question Coach Reed yet because I want to see this kid play in the playoffs. I want to see how this team responds. I think they're in a tough situation. I think they need a versatile back, uh, not lazy huh, but a tight, maybe the back from Oklahoma State coming out that can catch it, run it, you know, that can, can mix it up, you know, a Ronnie Harmon, a Marshall Falk type of back to help spread that offense. If now it's all about spreading offense and they need another back, they can do that. Maybe a little more uh, getting out on the edge, uh, a little different than Kareem Hunt, but right now they're in a tough situation. And you have to be able to run the ball, especially in those type of games when they're tight like that, Paul. You have to be able to run the ball, eat the clock, and control the pace late in those games. And, and, and they haven't shown consistently – being able to run the ball. Now, when Hunt gets in there, he makes stuff happen, but they've got to be able to establish a run and get out the guys up front and, and establish the run, especially in the playoffs. That's going to be very important. So, them not being able to establish a running game is going to hurt, and we saw what happened to the Saints. I mean, they couldn't run the ball. The Chiefs only had 50 yards running the ball against, um, against the, the Chargers, and that little back for the Chargers, was doing a lot of damage. The backup running back for the Chargers, I forget that kid, number 32, had an excellent game, catching it, running it. He was getting after them and and making plays. Same thing happened when I was at the the Saints versus Temple game. First half, they couldn't run the ball. Second half, they ran the ball. uh, 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 What's called it? Mark Ingram had that big one in the second half Mm -hmm. and got going in the second half. First half, they was timing, and that slowed down the offense, and the Saints offense has been struggling some of late, but you have to be the
2: established run to set up everything. For sure, we're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rose. So, all in all, looking back at Kareem Hunt for a second, do you think he gets another opportunity? Yes.
1: He's a young football player. This is his first time getting in trouble. Uh, he's only, what, 23, 24 years old. He's in he the league and rushing his rookie year. He was having another all pro bowl year this year. He's gonna get another chance to play, and I want I want to see the kid mature from it. I, I also see that there was more incidents involved. Him getting in the fight right after that playoff game was very dumb. I wish they had caught, I wish that he had gotten kind of like Aaron Hernandez. I wish that they had saw some of them other incidents that happened, and he had already got reprimanded on him, and maybe that incident doesn't happen after that Pro Bowl because he got in an incident where they beat up a guy right there after the playoff game they lost and somebody either he broke his ribs or some stuff happened he had another incident that happened at the uh in June at a casino so I wish the kid had gotten reprimanded but uh, obviously he's been um dealing with some issues and uh, thinking he you know feeling himself and thinking he can get away with some of this stuff and that's the wrong attitude to have in this day and age with everybody with these phones and you don't need to be uh Uh, uh, getting mad and and getting violent with people. We saw what happened with the Washington Redskins defensive back that uh, got into it with a guy in the parking lot, and he's suspended for the next game or two, and that's going to hurt them trying to make the playoffs. So, you know, Paul, these kids got to understand. These young men got to understand. You have to conduct yourself and carry yourself in a certain way. Um, You can't get out here and just
2: acting like it's the wild, wild west. Sure, And, and it's an unfortunate thing. Is a young kid and 23 years old. And I hope, I hope the kid can get another chance. I mean, we look at Ray, Ray Rice, when it happened to him, Ray Rice, you know, didn't have at that point in his career, wasn't the same player. So I think because of Kareem Hunt's talent and because of his age, he will most definitely get another chance. I don't know if it will be next year but he's going to get another chance. It's just a matter of yeah,
1: but You know, Paul, he messed up a big payday. If that kid had played another year like this, this kid's looking at, you know, 15, 14 million a year, you know, 30, 40 million guaranteed. Now he's going to have to start back over for a minimum contract somewhere. Uh, you see they picked up Ruben Foster, so he's still on his rookie deal, so he still is making that million a year from the, from the first-round pick deal. But uh, Kareem Hunt's going to have to... Uh, start over and uh if I'm him I'm signing a two or three year deal, a short deal or a one year deal and I'm trying to show I'm trying to he he needs a PR team, Paul. Be out in the community doing charity stuff. He needs to be doing everything he can to uh to show that he's changed and, and going to some girls, giving some money to some groups. He needs to be they should have him on he, I know he's in the anchor management right now. He's doing something uh that to clean himself up. But uh, he, he needs to be on a PR
2: campaign next year. For sure. Big time. And, and, and again, uh, because of his age, I just hope the kid gets another opportunity because he is young. And people should be given another opportunity to give him an opportunity to change. And hopefully he can take advantage. If he does get an opportunity of that second chance, we're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rove. So, you were there in Kansas City. Tony Gonzalez goes into the Ring of Honor. Talk
1: about playing with Tony Gonzalez. You were a teammate of his. Uh, pro's pro. Uh, it's a few guys that you get a chance to be around like that. Uh, Tony was one of those guys that uh, that uh, came to work every day, never missed a lot. He brought it every week. Uh, you know, he came out there and played hard every week. I don't remember Tony even missing that many games, practices, anything. Um you know, a good guy in the locker room, guys liked him. Uh, so, you know, it was a lot of fun to play with him and be around him and for him, you know, probably going to be a first battle hall of family this year. You know, he has a wonderful family. His mother, his grandmother was there a hundred years old. Uh, you know, his, his wife, uh, October, uh, who he's been with, he has, you know, four, five, three or four kids now. So, uh, you know, Tony's really doing a great job with, uh, with uh, Fox now and uh, lives in California, you know, L.A. boy, was a heck of an athlete, real good basketball player, too. He played basketball at Cal, too, if you remember. He was a real good basketball player. Yeah, I remember and he, and, uh You know, but he's a good guy, you know, a good person, and uh, he got choked up. Uh, you know, I don't think he ever wanted to leave Kansas City, and, uh, you know, I, I just respect what he did. You know, he didn't have a dad in his life growing up. His mama took care of those boys, and, uh you know he, you know Tony. Uh, he pushed himself, and then, like I said, he was a special athlete. But uh, it's going to be special to see him uh, at the Hall this next
2: year to see For him sure. uh, walk across that stage. For sure, we're talking to Hall of Famer, Willie Rose. So another one of your teams, your former teams, New Orleans Saints, get a big victory against the Panthers the other night, twelve to nine. I'm looking at this offense and. Kind of like the Chiefs on on some level. To me, the Saints need home field advantage if they want to make it to the playoffs. They're just night and day. I mean, at home, they're a totally different team than they are on the road. But I think they need home field advantage if they want to get to the Super Bowl. Who's who's competing with them right now? Right now they have it,
1: right? Because they're on the tie break over the Rams.
2: Yeah, at this point they have it. And if they went out, they're fine. So they control their
1: own destiny. You know, I've been a little – the offense has not been doing as well lately. Drew Brees, they've been getting at them some. He's been throwing some picks. If you look at the stats, Paul, the last three games, he's thrown some um, some some tough interceptions that uh, hurt him. Uh, I think he will get back in stride. And, uh, you know, they've been um, – like I said, you know, you got to get to him. You gotta get pressure on him up the middle and they've been teams have been getting to him more. But uh again, that listen to Tawan Armstead a lot. And he is athletic and left tackle he is, and getting out on the edge and being able to do stuff. They need Tawan to get back as soon as possible. He's gonna help open up that offense. And somebody's gotta step up at the receiver position to take the pressure off Michael Thomas. They got a guy underneath and over the top of him now. So they're bracketing Thomas. Somebody's got to get out there and make some plays. Ben Watson, some of these other young receivers. You saw they let uh, Brandon Brandon uh, go uh, the other week. You know, Des Bryant was, was obviously toward Achilles, but Brandon Marshall's gone. So somebody's got to step up their receiver because they're and Michael Thomas. They're not going to let them just beat you. I know they have the other, other young tight end. But, uh, again, Toronto State is really needed back in that system. And, uh, and, and they're going to have to, again, we talk about, again, establish the run, get Kamar out in space, and let him do stuff and open that offense
2: back up. And you talked about Drew Brees in the last three games. It has been a struggle. I mean, you know, three interceptions to only two touchdowns in the last three games. Fortunately for the Saints, they're two and one in those last three games. But you also look at it. Those last three games were on the road at Dallas, at Tampa, and at Carolina. So that tells me all I need to know. Because two weeks before that, I mean weeks before that, they had two straight games at home where he had two, uh, four, excuse me, four touchdowns against Philadelphia and four touchdowns against the Falcons. So eight touchdowns in those two home games. He goes on the road and then he only has two touchdowns in three games including three interceptions. So, to me, that tells me all I need to know about Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints.
1: Well, in the last they time the Saints made it to, it to the Super Bowl, they had home, the last time the Saints made it to the Super Bowl, Paul, they had home field throughout the playoffs in 09. And if you look at New England, they've gone to the Super Bowl and won it when they had home field throughout the playoffs. So it's key to get home field for these teams, and I think that's what's going to hurt Kansas City Can they travel on the road, and are they going to step up defensively? Uh, I know Mahomes is going to make plays, but is it going to be enough? And uh, Mahomes is a gunslinger, and he's young. So, hopefully he's learned from these regular season games because he's played some tough games this year going into the playoffs, but he's a gunslinger. He's going to take some chances. So, uh, like I said, it's going to be uh, fun to watch these playoffs. A lot of people were thinking the Saints versus the Chiefs, maybe, uh, I don't think both teams will make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, one of them could. And if I had to say which one I think is going to make it, I would be leaning toward the Saints.
2: So well, let me ask you this. Hypothetically speaking, Saints, Chiefs, in the Super Bowl, who would you root
1: for? I, I mean, how would you handle that? I would have to be neutral. I would, you know, I would just have to – you know, I'd have to be neutral, you know, and not root for either one. Uh uh, you know, it would be fun to watch, but at this point I would just have to be neutral and uh, I wouldn't pick a side. But uh, I think that uh, both teams in the next few years, you'll be seeing them in the Super Bowls, especially Kansas City with that young quarterback and that young Lucas. I think Kansas City is going to be knocking on the door here a lot here in the, in the future.
2: What is Patrick Mahomes' ceiling? I mean, the kid is putting up some tremendous numbers this season. The kid is playing some big-time football. You know, I heard Dick Vermeil say the kid can make any throw from any angle. I mean, he, he's just an amazing player. I mean, he can, he can move. His, his arm is incredible. He just has tremendous ability. What is his ceiling to you?
1: I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think he even knows what the ceiling is now. I think the kid is just a great athlete improvising, and he's just not learning how to play the play the position. I don't think he's near the potential of his ceiling yet. I think okay. the kid is still learning how to play football ball. I really do I think this kid is just not learning how to play. This is his first year as a starter he started one game last year. This kid is his first year playing in the NFL right now he's improvising. When he learns how to, and the game really slows down on him <laughs> watch out it's gonna be scary and with the if he keeps the weapons around him and they build on it, so I think I don't think this kid's even tapped the surface him doing the no look passes and some of the stuff he's doing that you haven't seen before that that pass he threw against Baltimore on that fourth and nineteen or whatever the one that Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. I mean. The way the, the game he played against Denver earlier this year, when he made a few plays and beat them, I mean this kid is special. Um, he's got some special ability. He's a, you know, this kid's really a baseball player. This kid's got a baseball arm and he can fling it from anywhere, I like John Elway, baseball player. A lot of these great quarterbacks were excellent baseball players, pitchers, and that's what this kid is. His daddy was a reliever and played in the majors. So, this kid has pitcher-type arm strength throwing the football the way he does. So, I mean, you don't have him come along like that all the time.
2: So, let me ask you this. You talked about the no-look pass. You know, we see some left-handed throws with this guy. I mean, you're seeing some incredible things from Patrick Mahomes. What we talk about his youth. I mean, he's a young player. His first year starting, you know, 23 years old. Will you play a part in the playoffs? Will, will we see a young quarterback in the playoffs, or we will, or will we see a guy who is ready for the moment? I mean, because it's always possible. I mean, first year starter, stuff happens. Sometimes the moment I, is but, too But big. you know what? I think he, I
1: think he's being battle tested right now, Paul. He, he got battle tested in the Rams. He threw out them picks. He, be, he been playing. The Chargers tough. Denver's tough. I mean, he's playing some tough teams, so I think he's going to be battle tested come playoff time. And Paul, you got to look at it. The kid's about to throw for probably 50 touchdowns. That hasn't been. How many quarterbacks, Paul, have done that? Two. I, I think who is it? Peyton's done it. And with Drew's done it, maybe who? How many quarterbacks have thrown for 50 touchdowns in a season? And he's about Brady's to throw it. for 5,000 yards. So he's already doing stuff that's in rare company. In his first year as a starter, so I think he's being battle tested right now. I just think it takes some time, but he's already shown you his potential and how good he, how good he will how good he can be. But the kid's already thrown for forty some touchdowns and going about to throw for five thousand yards this year in, in in his first year as a starter. And anytime he throw for fifty touchdowns, my goodness, I mean. And we, we had a prolific offense in Kansas City, and I know he's about to break Trent Green's. If not, if you looked that up, Paul, I think Trent had the record for passing yardage in the season, and it was, it was 45, 4,600. But uh, this kid, I don't know. I, when you count him out, it's going to be hard to count him out. Like I said, that gunslinger mentality, that's got to catch up with him at some point, and maybe it catches up with him in the playoffs. It's going to be tough going on the road in some tough environments that line's going to play well, and that defense is going to to travel and play well. So it's going to be other factors involved with how well he plays. But I think he's, the, I think he's learning, and he's getting battle-tested right now. And you remember last year, Paul, I said they need to bring Alex Smith back for one more year and let that kid sit in the way Alex was playing. And was I wrong about that? That kid was ready to play, and they knew the kid was ready to play by what they have been watching in practice
2: his rookie year. So you're talking about the Chiefs' record for yardage. He's about 40 some odd yards behind Trent Green for the record. What year was that for Trent? 2004. Yep, 2004. So yep. Patrick Mahomes will break that record. And in terms of 50 touchdowns, two guys: Peyton Manning, 55 in 2013; Tom Brady, 50. Tom Brady in 2007, so two guys have done it, and you know, the the way Patrick Mahomes has played throughout the season, I mean, he's at 45 touchdowns, you expect him to get to uh, 50, excuse me, before the season is all finished, so we'll see, I mean, the kid is having a tremendous year, he's an amazing player, an amazing player, an amazing talent, and I want to say this, we look at Andy Reid, you know, he's been criticized over the years, but Let's look at the quarterbacks he's drafted. I mean, Donovan oh, McNabb. I right mean, now. Nick Foles, who is a mm-hmm. Super Bowl champion. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, this, the guy, he's got to get some credit in terms of recognizing quarterback talent. I mean, look at, he resurrected Michael Vick. And, Michael Vick in and and developing,
1: was, not just drafting, developing quarterback talent,
2: Paul. Right. Because he's turned... Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he recognized the talent, and he's turning mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes into an elite quarterback. I
1: mean, he's got to get credit there for And, and you know what happened with Patrick Mahomes, Paul. Nobody was talking about Patrick Mahomes because everybody was talking about Johnny Football. So that's when Jack, remember him and Johnny Manziel had that game, or him, you know, him and Baker Mayfield had their game, for, you know, with all the touchdowns and you know, 1,000 yards passing and all this stuff. So him and Baker, so nobody knew saw this kid as much because he went to Texas Tech. And I never thought this kid was going to be as good, you know, like, like, like this quick as good as he is now. It's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, it, it's amazing. I mean, he's, he's got a tremendous amount of talent. And I don't think, I mean, I think a lot of people saw that this kid was going to be a solid player, a good player. But I don't think anybody saw this so soon. I mean, this is this is quick. I mean, he, what he's doing, he's do, it's amazing, and he's doing it well, man. He's playing some big time football right now. And if all goes right, and they get that home field advantage, they can go to the Super Bowl. Because my now, what do they is, have
1: to do to get home field? Who's got the, who? Are they tied right now with the Los Angeles Chargers? Who's got right now? Who, who's with, got the best record?
2: They're tied with the Chargers, but they hold the tiebreaker. So the reality is they got to win out. And if they win out, they got home field advantage. Who the Saints yeah. last two games? Who the Chiefs last couple games? Chiefs have Seattle, which is not going to be an easy one. I mean, at Seattle, but I think it's a game they can most they most definitely can win. I mean, and I think, like you said, they got to get home field advantage. And then they have the Raiders at home. So those are two games. I think games that's a win. I think that's, yeah, that's a win. A definitely the Raiders game is a win. That's definitely a win. The Chiefs, the Seahawks game, it's going to be a tough one. Seattle's playing for their playoff lives at this point. So they're battling for the playoffs. So that's going to be a tough one. But I, I think the it's a same? game they should win. And then they have the Saints. They have the Steelers and Panthers both at the Dome. The Steelers game will be tough. The Panthers will be
1: easier uh, because what's called is not playing. Cam's not playing. I don't right. think Cam should have been playing for a while. I think he's been hurt. I think they played him and did. he found out he wasn't going to the Pro Bowl and he shut it down. But uh, uh, Steelers game is going to be a tough game. They're a tough, tough out. So I I I see the, I, I think the Saints have a better chance That's a t- at home to get in the home field than the Chiefs do. But we'll see.
2: We'll
1: see. It's definitely the Saints have a better chance of winning out. Uh,
2: I would agree. Well, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I mean, you got that Seattle game, which is going to be tough. But I think Kansas City should win it. I think they're the better football team. But, again, that defense. That defense has to give you something. They, they got to give you something. And... If they don't, it could be tough. But let me – if the Chiefs and the Saints, and we're weeks away from that, but if they were to get into the Super Bowl, we might have a, a Rams type of game where we got like 50 points on each side. I mean, those two offenses, those two prolific offenses, can put up some serious points. We might have that type of situation if they do get to the Super
1: Bowl. And I think a lot more fans want to see that than than what we saw last night, that – uh. 12 versus 9 score. The People want to see points. Everybody, A lot of people were raving early this year that, ooh, that that, that Rams game when they were scoring 50-some points, everybody was talking about that might have been the best game they'd ever seen. And that was nothing but high-action
2: shootout football. See, I looked at that game, and I looked at the opposite. It was like arena football. It was just too yeah. much scoring. But a lot of people loved it. A lot of people love that, Paul. They do. They do. We're talking a Hall of Famer, Willie Rowe. So let me ask you this. The Philadelphia Eagles, I want to get your, your take on this. They, Nick Foles came in for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, right now, out with a back injury. Nick Foles came in, went into Los Angeles, and beat the Rams. An impressive performance by Nick. He was solid. The team was solid. They got the victory. And right now, the Eagles are in contention for the playoffs. They need the Vikings to lose at least once. And the Philadelphia needs to win their next two, which is possible. But the Texans are going to be tough this weekend for Philadelphia. But looking at that team and looking at the situation where Foles wins, it is my opinion that if Nick Foles wins next week or this week against the Texans and then wins the following week against the Redskins and they make the playoffs, I think you go with the hot hand of Nick Foles and you just let him ride it out. At this point, Carson Wentz possibly could come back, possibly, but who knows? But as far as I'm concerned, Nick Foles, if he wins this week, he won last week in Los Angeles. If he wins this week against the Texans, wins the following week against the Redskins, it is in my, in my opinion that the guys should continue on if they make the playoffs. No matter what Wentz is doing or no matter how healthy Wentz is, I think you're going to go with Nick Foles moving forward this season. And at the end of the day, he's going to be gone next year and it's going to be ultimately Wentz's team. But if Foles continues on and keeps on winning, do you feel like this guy should play in the playoffs if that were to happen?
1: Yes, I agree with you also. And also, I have a question. How long has Wentz had the stress factor in his back? I think Wentz should have been shut down a few weeks ago. I don't think that stress factor just started. I think it's gotten worse it's like a stretch fracture in your foot. You can't run on it. The only thing you can do with a stretch fracture is rest. So if he's got a stretch fracture in his back, he should have been resting. And, and, and maybe they would have been more competitive in some of those games. But, you know, they, walk, they keep you out there, keep you out there, keep you out there. Like Cam this year, the guy was hurt. He should have been set down. Uh, 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 Vince, if he's got a stretch fracture in his back, he should have been set down probably
2: a couple weeks ago. And he first he first appeared on the injury report back in October, in terms of his back and everything. So, and it was also you know he also dealt with a stress fracture in his back back in college. So in his college what days. So, it's an interesting situation. This but isn't
1: good. This isn't good, Paul. Long term locking him into one of them big contracts. If he's dealing with these stress fractures in his backs, I'm gonna lock him up for three years. I don't know if I'm going to give him a five-year deal, one of these five-year, $150 million contracts with a 100 guarantee with, with dealing with that type of issue. If you're telling me he dealt with this in college, that that, that, that sends a little alarm to me with that type of situation. I might, In fact, I might just let him play it out and then franchise him a couple years for one-year deals and see what happens before I lock him up to, to, the, to a long-term contract.
2: I think I'm still I'm still locking him up. I'm still giving him his money.
0: I mean, I think,
2: you know, obviously the back, it is obviously concerning. Obviously he tore his ACL last year, which is also concerning. But I think this guy's a gamer. I think he's a baller. I think he's big time. And I think, you know, he's a playing well, guy.
1: He's not going to be able to run the ball and dive and do
2: all that stuff. Paul. He's going to change the way he plays. For sure. He's definitely going to have to alter his game a little bit. I I don't know. You know, some guys aren't necessarily capable of doing that. For example, we have Mike Vick. Michael Vick was never capable. It was just in his DNA to be a guy who was reckless on some level. It was in his DNA to just take on big guys, take on big hits. It just was his nature. And I'm not so sure Wentz doesn't have that same type of nature. That that type of nature where you just you just go at it. And no matter what's in front of you, no matter who's in front of you, you try to take it on. Could be a gift, could be a curse. But I think Wentz might be cut from that claw.
1: Well, we'll see what happens. And Moving forward, I just want him to have a good, healthy career. You know, not be in and out the lineup. So he's going to have to do something to stay healthy because uh he's been like i said they won the super bowl last year and now he's out the lineup again so um i know it's his first year coming off that acl surgery also but he's you know he's gotta they gotta figure out ways to keep him protected
2: so it's the holiday season you're doing big games with big things excuse me with frame your game what you got going on there Man, we're just uh, trying to get
1: some, get stuff going. And uh want the fans to go check out the website, com or go on Fanatics and uh, look at the products we have uh, for sale right now. Also, I want to uh, wish everybody a Merry Christmas and looking forward to uh, looking forward to, to the big fight, the Charlo. I love the Charlo brothers. <laughs> I know they're fighting this weekend. I think they're not on ESPN, Pearl. So uh, for uh, any fans who have I- it. It's on Showtime for any fans that haven't gotten a chance to watch. You need to watch these kids, these Charlo brothers. They're both special. They're both fighting on the cards, so I want the fans to watch boxing. Check out those Charlo brothers, and uh, I'll be at home watching boxing, hanging out with the family. Um, kids are doing well in school. My daughters, are, both of them, mostly got A's, So uh, we'll be at home relaxing for the holidays, and uh want to miss you and your family. Merry Christmas also, and...
2: Likewise. Everybody else,
1: uh, you know, have a good Christmas, and uh, everybody be safe.
2: I will be in the building, actually. I will be in Brooklyn that night. Watching oh, man. That uh, oh, man. I will be there.
1: So. Well, I'm a little jealous, then.
2: <laughs> it should be good times. So, look, before we get out of here, we know you're a big boxing guy. Wilder Fury, you know, controversial to some, to others. It was the right decision. Some believe that Wilder won. Most believe that Fury won. Some are okay with the draw. Me personally, I'm okay with the draw. Um, You know, just watching the fight again. I could see five rounds for Wilder, you know, including those two knockdowns. I'm okay with the draw. You know, I can live with the draw. I just want to say it again. I'm, I'm okay with the draw,
1: Paul, but I really think Wilder needs to get a new trainer. I think he needs to work on his boxing skills better. I know he's he's a hell of a puncher. He's got that right. But he just fights wild and reckless. Before that fight, I thought he was fighting better against Ortiz and those guys. Fury's a a boxer. Fury surprised me. I didn't think, watching Fury fight the fight fight before that, I didn't think Fury was going to have a chance against him. But Fury got in the best shape of his life. He had that young trainer he had. And he went up there and went up there with Freddie Roach, and Freddie was watching and helping him during the camp. And you could see how good a shape was in and the way he was moving and bobbing the whole time and his style. You could see where Freddie Roach had been helping him get ready for the fight. I think Deontay Wilder is special, but he's got to get trained, and he's got to get somebody that trains him and teach him new stuff that he doesn't know to take him to the next level. Because if he doesn't, it's going to catch up with him sooner or later. And Anthony Joshua was studying him and watching him, and you know they're going to fight him eventually, maybe early, maybe 2019. But any flaw you got, which he does have flaws, and when he catches that jab and he's punching wild, I'm going to try to frustrate him. So I would like to see him, this is my opinion, I think he needs some to getting help and somebody to help train him on his fundamentals better. What's your thought on that,
2: Paul? I look at Deontay Wilder and I I don't think just watching him fight, I just don't think he's just one of those guys that will never be technically sound. He he's always going he, he's going to be slightly wild. It's just his nature. I I, I think it's just who he is. I don't think so. will but, but 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 Paul, Paul,
1: if he doesn't have the two knockdowns, and he doesn't have the knockdown in the twelfth round, he loses that fight. So but if he doesn't have those two big knockdowns and almost knock him out in the twelfth, he loses the fight. But so say the obviously, what what this is my point. Whatever he was doing wasn't working. He loses that fight. So he's got to change his man. He can't just look for the big shot. He's sitting there looking for the big shot. He's got a box on So this guy isn't going to let him have land those big shots. Yeah, he caught him later. So so what's wildest thing is, Mike Tyson, I'm going to try to knock you out. Mike Tyson knocked people out until he, had, until he met up with a boxer, somebody he couldn't knock out, and then he bit him on the ear. So he's got to work on some type of fundamentals or – He's gonna get outscored boxing against a guy like like Fury, who shouldn't be in the ring with him, but he's but he's outboxing him the whole time. So without the, without that twelfth, he loses that fight
2: and his belts. I just feel like with with I just feel like this this is the Wilder you're gonna get. I mean, he was outboxed against Luis Ortiz before he stopped him. I mean, he's a kid, as far as I'm concerned, he's shown he can take a punch. I mean, he took a punch against Ortiz, took Fury stuff. He can take a punch. The kid is tough. The kid is clutch. I mean, you saw it against Ortiz.
1: You saw it against Fury, for that matter. But he doesn't get
2: that knockdown Well, He loses. Okay, but
1: boxing is about taking punches. Boxing is about not taking punches, like... <laughs> Like like Mayweather and and winning fights and then catching guys, he's got to work on his technique as he matures and gets older. I understand what you're saying, but he fights wild. He's got to work on his technique. If if you know, because I'm telling you, these guys are studying him, and, and, and 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 they're gonna come at him. I'm just telling you, if he doesn't have better technique and he can't knock a guy out or catch him later, he's gonna have some problems.
2: I mean, I would agree, but fortunately for him, he has that equalizer, and that equalizer is his power, and this guy's a gamer, he's big time, man, and I just think, I think if he fights Fury again, when he fights Fury again, he's going to stop him, because I think he's going to learn some of the things that he did wrong, look back at some of the things he did wrong. I think he's gonna stop Fury the next time around. But you you don't don't think him going and
1: going and learn from some other some good trainer was gonna help him in his career? You don't think he needs to go and get some help?
2: I I mean, I think he could possibly make that argument, but I don't think it's gonna do much. I don't think it's gonna really make much of a difference. I think the kid Like, like like somebody
1: like Lennox Lewis, he would have problems with him. He would have problems with Lennox Lewis. He would have jabbed and jabbed and jabbed him, what Fury's doing. He would have had a problem with a guy that can box that can stand up there and not going to let you catch him with that stuff. He's going to have a problem with somebody that knows how to box. And if I'm Joshua, I'm going I'm I'm to have to stand and box him, and I'm not going to let him catch me with them wild shots. And I'm going to make him box me.
2: Well, I mean, I think that would be a great fight, and I actually think Wilder would win that fight as well. I think he's the best heavyweight in the world. I think he is too, but
1: I also think you have to learn and you have to keep evolving in your craft, and he needs to go and let somebody teach him some of the stuff that he's not working on, help him with the defense, and help him box more. Stay with the tab. Not sit down on shots, just trying to land a big
2: shot. He's 32 years old, so how much... How much changing can he really do at this point?
1: But he didn't, but he didn't start boxing until he was 19, Paul. It he didn't started boxing because like,
2: his daughter was sick. He didn't start boxing until he was 19. But I feel like at this stage, I don't think he's going to – I mean, I think he – like, to your point, I think he could get better in terms of some of his deficiencies. But I don't think he's going to get much better. Well, we'll a it, was a great fi- it was
1: a great fight. Sure. Uh, Fury, Fury was outboxing him. Fury was winning the fight. That's the best Fury's looked in his career. And he had a two-year layoff and fought a couple guys. And he looked terrible to fight before that. But, like I said again, he went up there with their young trainer. They went and worked with Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach was sitting there getting him an advice, getting in there, showing him stuff, teaching him little things, tweaking him a little bit. And it paid off in the fight. So a lot of, lot of, lot of props to Tyson Fury getting off up off that deck, and he fought a heck of a fight. Can he repeat it? We don't know, but we'll see what happens. But like I said, if if he takes a page from what Tyson Fury did, he went up there with in Freddie Roach's gym, and I think that was a big thing to help uh, uh, Tyson Fury in that fight.
2: It obviously couldn't hurt. Definitely. I mean, we'll see. I can't wait to see the rematch. But I think in a rematch, it'll look much different. We'll see. I think Wilder stops him. I don't I know think when, I think Wilder stops I think he's him. And I, but I think
1: as far as for him boxing, going forward in the future, he's got to work on that, those fundamentals. So.
2: But we'll see. Definitely. But I don't think it's going to get much better. <laughs> I just don't think it's going to get much better. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Brett Favre, right? I mean, Brett Favre, he's a gunslinger. And at the end of the day, did he really move away from that? He's kind of stayed true to that. And I think Wilder's the same way. You're correct. We'll see. We'll see. Willie, as always, appreciate it. Merry Christmas, man. Happy New Year, all that good stuff. Be safe out there. Can't wait to do it again.
1: All right. We're We're looking at that fight. I'll see you on TV.